Hey, welcome to Grounded with Brandon and Craig. I am Brandon. And I am Craig. It is great to be here with you today. Well, it's good to be here as as always. Yeah, it's it's. I'm excited about today. I'm looking forward to it. And you're throwing stuff at me. I am throwing something at Man. you. Man. <laughs> so what's up? How's how's your day been so far? Day's been really good. Um, you know, got up this morning and I got a uh, picture. You got a picture this morning. I sent you. I went to Walmart yep. to get my early morning pickup. Got there, and guess what happened? You were in my favorite number. I was in your favorite number. Spot. Got a text. We're delayed. Oh, no. But it was actually only delayed by five minutes, and oh, that that's was not really bad. good. And I think it was delayed because I my order kind of changed. I kind of... I kind of went healthy this time because um, I'm, yesterday I started what you call the caveman diet. That sounds all right. Caveman diet. Caveman diet is this. It's anything that a caveman would eat. So we eliminate Fritos and chips and Oreos and sadly cheesecake mm. and Tim Hortons donuts and, and all that. So um, eating healthy, I think, is going to uh, hopefully <laughs> make me feel a little better. That's good. So does Walmart have the dinosaur meat or do you have to pre-order that? I actually had to pre-order that two weeks ago. So, gotcha. you know, you know, you get the, uh, you know, T-Rex meat. Right. Until- That's good. Good, <laughs> <Yeah>. good stuff. <laughs> How about you? Uh, you know, it's good. It, it's I've got a, a couple of kids who are just kind of fighting allergy stuff and having snotty noses and that's all good, but when you've got a four-year-old who is a diva, and we, you mean you know what's really bad in your family? You got a four-year-old who's a diva, and then you got a thirty-five-year-old who's a diva. Thirty-six, thirty-six-year-old. You're a talking diva. about me or Allie? I'm talking about you. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, that's true. But you know, you can't reason with a four-year-old. It's like trying to get her to take some medicine, trying to get her to take some vitamins, and and she doesn't like the texture of it or whatever. And it's like then she becomes she she stops communicating and she just uses these. Uh, 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 uh. It's like if you're gonna act like a baby, go back to bed. Didn't I hear you do the same thing this morning? We don't have to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I, I was talking. I was doing that because of her. That's what. Oh, okay. That's what set me into that. So I'm, you know, it's the whole idea of you become the thing you hate. I guess exactly. So if I'm moping around here and acting like that, but no, other than that, it's it's good. Um, and tell everybody that I did bring you. You did. It's. You brought me my blueberry donuts this morning. I did. They were phenomenal. They did. I don't know what it is about the blueberries. Like the other donuts are good. I bought him uh, ten Timbits. So if you don't know what those are, those are donut holes, and uh, they were blueberry. And um, he came into my office and said, "Mmm, these are good." And about five minutes later, he says, "There's only five in here." And I was like, "That means you <laughs> ate five. <laughs> yeah, I downed those pretty quick. Yeah, you did. They were good. I appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You know the way to my heart. I do know the way to your heart. They just definitely <laughs> threw food. So yeah, you talked about cheesecake, cutting cheesecake out. The cheesecake fundraiser wrapped up yesterday. Yep, it sure did. And um, they are waiting on one order form from a company to get in, but pretty sure that once that order form gets in, we will be over three hundred cheesecakes. Well, how sold. awesome is that? It's amazing. I mean, right now I just heard the totals just maybe fifteen minutes ago that we're at, sitting at two eighty seven. And so more than likely, we're going to be right over the 300 mark for that. That is great. What a phenomenal um, outreach and Mm -hmm. what a great thing for uh, the guys. And actually, what a a fabulous thing for our church because, um, you know, it's amazing that you would think that cheesecake – would uh, send everybody over the edge and make them so excited right. with their cheesecake. Right. Well, and, and it's twofold. You know, it's everybody's excited to get the cheesecake. I saw a post on Facebook and and said, you know, so blessed. The RCC is so blessed to have some wonderful bakers, and so that was yeah. that was really neat, neat to see. But also, you know, the proceeds are going to support our men's ministry trip oh, yeah. to Arizona, and so that's it's going to be a great trip for them. I'm excited for them. To be able to go out and to serve and to do some work out there and, oh, be and just to know that that's going to support that is, is even better. So it's not just cheesecake. You did say yesterday off the top of your sermon <laughs> that in May RCC was going to be going on a diet. And I'm setting the standard for the caveman diet. Right. Well, can we put that off at least to like June or July because I'm not going to get three cheesecakes eaten by May. <laughs> you know, that's true, but um, you know you don't have to eat them all at once. No, I'm actually going to vacuum seal them. I do, I do remember you telling me yeah. that. So that'll actually be very good. It will be good. And, you know, and if I want to fudge every now and then, I'll say, hey, can you bring me a slice of cheesecake? And I would be more than happy to. I would like that. And I'll bring you Timbits. Yes. Well, I, yeah, I'll probably need to get rid of some cheesecake anyways. So, so I was going to tell you, um, I was feeling pretty old the other day. And um, my youngest, uh, my daughter, mm-hmm. and you know her, yeah. she's, uh, her name is uh, Talia Dene, and um, she turned 30. 
uh, on Sunday. And so we were at her birthday party on Saturday mm-hmm. and it was at a friend's of theirs house and, um, it was, it was neat and everything. I really enjoyed um, being with them. And, um, but it's really amazing when you, when you think, okay, I remember turning 30 like it was yesterday mm-hmm. and now your baby is turning 30. And so that was really weird. But anyway, when you have an adult birthday party and you, and you've invited families over and there's a lot of kids, what does it turn into? It turns into a kid's birthday party. Right. And so we're at this birthday party. Kids are going crazy. They're running all over the place. Six of them are my grandkids, and then two of them are from another um, gentleman. And uh, so there's eight kids, eight and under. Wow. So it was a lot of noise. So they bring out this pinata for the kids to um, to hit. And I'm telling you what, you've never lived until you've seen eight kids under the age of eight just bang and beat a pinata <laughs> to death and i'm proud of my granddaughter isabella because she actually put the final death blow on the nice. pinata when she did that thing just exploded nice. and then it was just frenzy all over the place <laughs> yeah. running in there driving getting that candy and <laughs> it was really That's good great. but but anyway if my daughter's listening and i know she probably will later still happy birthday yeah, happy and birthday today and so but that was that was really fun. Thirty, so she's over the hill now. You know, that's, well, that's no. What, they say thirties, then you twenty. Really, I struggled with thirty though. What's fifty five? Uh, then you fifty? No, okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, hey, here's what I say about that. I say you you are only as old as you feel. Well, I actually feel like I'm thirty five. So there you go. But I did struggle with thirty, and I think it was because for me, and it was a couple weeks leading up to it. Once I hit my birthday. Kind of everything subsided and I was okay. But mm-hmm. leading up to it, it was like, I'm not going to be in my 20s anymore. I'm not going to be in my t- – and, and that's kind of what kept playing through my right. mind. Now it's like, eh, it's just just another day and right. I'm not worried about 40. I'm not right. worried about 50. Maybe when I get closer to you know, 50, we'll be out. I will be. But. We'll be out with somebody or we'll be out – Anita and I will be out together and, and I'll be like, man, they, they're looking pretty old. And mm-hmm. she's like, you know, there's two years younger than us, right? I'm like, oh my, I didn't know that. <laughs> So hey, I got a I got a question to ask you. We've been talking a lot about you know this is our third official mm-hmm. podcast, mm-hmm. and um, we've had um, several listeners, which is great. So thank you guys for doing that. But tell tell everybody where we're listening from, and there's one place in one state in particular that we are. We're, our minds are kind of twisted on this. Yeah, so, kind of blown a little bit. Yeah. So we um, actually did last week break out break out of the United States. For the first time. That's good. So we've had two listeners from Austria. That's, that's a long way away. A long way away. And we've also had two listeners from the United Kingdom. Okay. He just went into another language. So, <laughs> so there's that. Um, so we've had like 85, 65, sorry. This font is really little. 65, I believe. Listeners from Ohio. Okay. Not surprising. Which is good. The next state, we have 32 listeners. Are you ready for this? Listen to this. From the state of New York. From New York State. We have 32 listeners from the state of New York. Almost 15% of our listeners have come from New York State. And that's not counting. We have um, 22.7%, 49 listeners who are unknown. They, they're they not sure. They know it's from the United States, but they can't geographically pin right, right. where they're listening from. Um, but we also have Michigan Virginia, Kentucky, Washington State, Indiana, Utah, Texas, Colorado, Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, the District of Columbia. I, I wonder if that's Joe and Kamala. That's what I think. It, yeah, okay. We've had two listeners from that from the first week. Um, Illinois and Pennsylvania. So we've kind of got the – So our our, uh, our tentacles are going out a little going bit. Going out. Not just um, – a lot of a lot of our listeners are from the eastern part of the – the country, but we do have, you know, Washington and Colorado. We've got Texas. We've stretched down to Florida. It's crazy. Um, and, and so I think that's neat because it just shows that, um, you know, we're trying to engage an audience. We, you know, we, right. we had the question asked to us early on, and, you know, who's your target audience? And our response was, what? Anybody that's going to listen. Who, whoever wants to whoever listen. Whoever wants yeah. to listen. Our, our goal through this podcast is to, yeah, we're going to have fun. We're going to talk about kind of what's going on in our life, some of the mm-hmm. things that are going on in the world. Mm-hmm. But our main goal is to reflect the light of Jesus Christ, to point back to God right. and what God's doing in our lives, in the life of our church, in mm-hmm. the, lives of, the life of those around us. And um, and just to really encourage others to be grounded in your faith. Exactly. To, to walk a life that's grounded. 
And um, the amazing thing is, is I know, you know, a 16-year-old who has listened to us and have listened to all of them. And I know somebody who's 82 years old who's listened to all of them. So I don't know how you can target somebody when you're just sitting down, and, you know, and, and listening like right, that. But right. you you and I have talked about the, the whole New York state thing has been – our minds are twisted on that. Yeah, so and we, like, have a, we have a few people here, a couple people that attend RCC who are originally from that area. Okay. But I don't. What was the number? It was like thirty. Thirty-two. Thirty-two people. I, I don't understand that. That baffles me. So here's what we're going to ask: If you are listening from New York or any other state, um, we would ask you to email us at Richwood Church of Christ, R I C H W O O D Church of Christ at gmail dot com. Just let us know where you're listening from, and um, just we would love to be able to stay in contact with you and um, just say thanks for listening. Yeah, that's awesome because, um, you know, it'd be awesome to hear from somebody from the state of New York to tell us, hey, uh, where you're actually at. And, um, and if you're a Yankee or a Met fan, you know, which one do you, do you, uh, belong to? Mets. Yankees. National League all the way. Yankees. Okay. I like the Yankees. Yeah, I don't. How come? Because I'm a Braves fan. I mean, we're talking Ruth and Mantle and Gehrig and Jackson and. Yeah, but I'm talking like 80s, 90s when the Met or when the Yankees and the Braves, which the Mets and the Braves had a big rivalry too. Right. Like Mike Piazza and Chipper Jones were like always <laughs> at each other, but um, but there was a big, you know, rival there. Right. With, right. With the Yankees and the Braves, kind of so, like a dynasty. <laughs> so, if you're from the state of New York, please uh, give us uh, give us an email. Let us know where you're listening from. We'd love to hear from you. And if anybody else wants to uh, send an email in and let us know that you're listening, uh, feel free to do that. We actually, I think, on one of the podcasts, asked if um, you had a specific topic or something mm-hmm. you wanted us to discuss. Go ahead and email that to yep. the church. We would love to hear from you. And we actually have heard from somebody on that. And so we're going to take all those into consideration. And I don't even know what we're going to do. We might put those in a basket and just say hey let's pick a topic for the day and pull it out we'll be um you know unprepared and we'll just take it and see where it goes because we really don't sit down and talk about the uh, podcast much before we come into it it's just is yeah, what we, it is yeah it is what it is yeah and so i think that's a great idea that's what i'm looking forward to that day once we get enough suggestions right. in to just put those in a in a basket, put them mm-hmm. in a coffee mug, something like that, and just pull them out and just shotgun those things. So Maybe um, mix them up. With your the one best. question that we got in, this is a good one, just to be thinking about. Right. You know, how do I know the difference between an emotion-based feeling and a message from God? It's a very good question. Very good question. And then you and I have already talked about some other topics that we want to hit, mm-hmm. and kind of questions that we would like to go through, and and so you know, looking forward to to that day when we can break all of those out. Yeah, so that that was that's a great question. That'll be added to the basket when we get that and we yep. get four or five or six topics, we'll we'll put those in the basket. We'll start pulling them out and we'll start talking about it and maybe we'll do like two or three in one day and just say, "Hey, we'll give a a short version of, you know, what what this is." So, yeah. let's talk a little bit about yesterday because yesterday I thought was another great day. It um, was a good day. We had a good um good attendance mm-hmm. and um once again, I just thought the worship was great. I thought mm-hmm. the what was the last song that we we did because I love that song. Great I, I am, the great I am by Jared Anderson. That verse, yeah. uh, you know, when you get into uh, the mountains, yeah, the bridge, yeah, my goodness, yeah, that's good. That gets, I, I mean, I get chills every single time yep. I, yep. I hear that. That is just phenomenal. It's just great to be able to just to proclaim that, you know, just to be able to sing to God that He is the great I am, and to know that the mountains do, you know, tremble. What is the verse to that? My mind's the, blank. The mountains bow before you. Yeah. The demons run and flee. Yeah, that's crazy. And and I just love that truth. That, what, a, you know, what a verse. And, and it just points back to scripture where it says, you know, well, you believe, well, even the demons believe and they shudder. They, right, right. They live in fear. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just a, an awesome, awesome song. And the, the people here really have connected with that song. We introduced it probably three years ago or so. They really and, do. And um, they love love that song. And, and you can just tr- see true Heartfelt worship of just people pouring their hearts out to God and just, you know, nothing else matters at that point, but just singing that truth to God of just hallelujah to the great I am. Well, I wasn't, I'm not up front looking, you know, I'm I'm up front looking at you. I'm on the first row and and you're looking at everybody else. But when you get to the, that part of that Mm -hmm. song, there is no doubt in my mind because I hear the voices and people are singing that out. And I've actually heard um, other people tell me that that particular part of the song really speaks to them yeah. because it's such those are powerful words. They are powerful. Yeah. 
But good day yesterday. It was good. It was good all around. I thought that uh, just the message was good. It you know again, just it, it's good to it's good to be convicted. Right. You know, for me, I don't like it. Right. But it but it's good. That's what I need. It's that refining right. in my life of of saying, okay, you know what? I don't have it all together. I'm not. I'm not perfect, which we all know that. Right, right. Brandon is not perfect. We really? Yeah, really. I didn't know that. Yeah. But, um, well, that, that really hurts me because I thought you were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think you yourself said yesterday, we're, none of us are perfect. Except for, no. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think it's, it's good, you know, to, yeah, I've talked before about getting my toes stepped on and it's not, it's not getting my toes stepped on, but it is that refining. It's, right. you know, I want to make myself better. For the glory of God, right to bring honor to Him. Well, you know, you talk about um, being convicted. Um, conviction works in a couple of different ways. You know, conviction works in the part of you're convicted by the Holy Spirit of God, and what right. happens is is you will fall under this emotional um, this emotional thing where you will immediately. God, I need to do better. I need right. to follow you. I need to turn my eyes upon you, which we sang yesterday, yeah, which yeah. I thought was the best song mm-hmm. uh, we could have done following the message. But where we turn our eyes upon Jesus or you're convicted, and this is the worst thing that could happen, is that you walk away from that conviction. Right. You fight that. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if you're like me, but have you ever fought it before? Yes. And you know you're fighting it. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm fighting it, but it's just my my stubborn, bullheaded um, inability to to open up my arms and my right. hands and say, "God, wherever you want me to go yeah. is where I, I want you to go." And yesterday we talked about uh, we called it the trap of tradition, mm-hmm. and um, and I know that you and I've talked about this a lot, but this is something that um, I knew was not not right since 1984 uh, right. when I first went in the ministry, how tradition seems to come into play a lot um, in, in churches and that overrides um, God and right. his word. Right. And I think Jesus's words are so poignant. I'm going to read them again. If you don't mind, I'm going to read them again when he is talking to the Pharisees and not only, you know, I think I asked yesterday is that, or said yesterday that some Christians Followers of Christ become like the Pharisees. Right. And I hate to be like that. I've been there before. I've I have done to. that in yeah. my life, and I literally hate that in my life. Mm-hmm. But Jesus' words are so poignant, and I mean, I love Jesus because he is so direct when he's talking to these Pharisees, and he is so direct when he – and if you've ever noticed that he does not let up on those who are religious. Right. He – Puts his thumb down. He's so gracious and kind and merciful yeah. to the world. Right. But when it comes to the religious or those who say that they're religious, man, he puts the thumb down. And and I think that should be that way. You know, I right. think you and I, as as ministers of the gospel, that may look a little bit different. You know, you right. are an actual preacher. I'm the, the worship minister, but still a minister of the gospel. Right. Um, I think we are held to a higher standard. I believe so. And we're going to have to answer to that on Judgment Day as well. Exactly. Uh, I so, agree with sorry, that. I well, here's Jesus's words, Mark chapter seven, uh, it's verses uh, six through nine. Here's how he starts out: "You hypocrites!" He just comes right out: "You guys are hypocrites." Mm-hmm. He's like Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you, for he wrote, "These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship." is a farce, for they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. For you ignore God's law, and I love this part, and you substitute your own tradition. Mm -hmm. Then he said, you skillfully sidestep God's law in order to hold on to your own tradition. So Jesus uses that tradition word twice. Right. In that, in that saying, I mean, that's a lot. I mean, you're looking at what, maybe six really sentences, and he busts that out. Two different times and tells them that you guys are farce. You guys mm-hmm. are hypocrites because yeah. you are putting so much above God and you're not doing what God wants you to do. And I think yesterday we talked about, you know, um, God wants my heart. It's what's in my heart. So what's right. in my heart? Right. So is it about church? Is it about doing the right thing to do the right thing? Is it about a checklist? Mm-hmm. Is it about, you know, carpet or pews or windows or paint or parking lots or, you know, what kind of brick we're going to use if we're not going to use any brick? Are we going to build or are we not going to build in? We get so caught up in the spinning of the plates. Uh-huh. You know what goes undone is the gospel mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ. And the gospel of Jesus Christ is the most important thing in this world. Right. It's not carpet, it's not pews, it's not windows, it's not parking lots. That doesn't change people's lives. It adds to, 
you know, the ambiance of it. Right. But that's not what's going to ultimately change people's lives. It is truly the message of Jesus Christ. So, Correct. You know. Yeah, no, I, and, and I love that, that passage too, because he's, you know, he's pulling out a section of scripture that they all know. Those Pharisees know oh, that from Isaiah. Yeah, 100%. Because they're, they're, the, they're the, they know that book. Yes. Yeah. And so if you look at that too, though, but they had just taken, you know, what God had put in place and they had put way too many restrictions, man-made restrictions and man-made laws kind of on top of that and put a precedent on those things. And exactly. so, you know, Jesus was right. They were, were hypocrites. Exactly. At that time. I love the, uh, I love, uh, I read a quote yesterday, uh, from, uh, Matt Chandler and I mm-hmm. thought that, yeah. I thought this was a very, uh, good quote. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and say it again. He said, um, God wants your heart. He said, many times Christians um, trade their relationship to God for their past tradition that makes them feel good about themselves. Many Christians get so caught up on the things that don't matter or are flat out wrong with no scriptural basis. Right. And I love that because he kind of points to the fact that sometimes – and I'm just going to use me as an example. I'm not going to use anybody else. I'm going to use me. Sometimes when I've come in and I've been like, I wish we would do this or, hey, we should do this or we should do that – it is really – I'm saying it because I like it. Right. I'm saying it because it makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know a lot of times when you are a Christian for a long time and, you know, you've been at church 30 or 40, even 50 years, things that we used to do years ago, we long for those. I mean right. I get it. I get it 100%. But those things and those likes or dislikes or opinions or feelings should never – and I mean never supersede the gospel or the message or the truth of God's word. And and a lot of times in every church that I've been in, including this one, that has been like that. For sure. And truthfully, that's sinful. That's a sinful attitude. Absolutely. And I don't want to fall into that. Right. Yeah, and I think though that, you know, that's kind of where you where I was convicted yesterday. In in that whole idea. And you were talking about when when we make worship about us right um whatever that is you know when we say worship we talked about this last week we're not just talking about music right we're talking about the service we're talking about things that take place outside of the service Mm -hmm. whenever whatever it is whenever it's about us and and our wants and our desires then it's wrong oh and and it's it is unbiblical it's unscriptural Mm -hmm. unscriptural um you know you talked about you know that idea of communion right i like communion this way because it it helps me or it makes me feel better or I like communion that way or I like this or that and you can put in it doesn't have to be communion you can put in whatever right I've talked before about the time that God really um he almost just kind of I had longer hair than it was like he grabbed me by the hair <laughs> you know and kind of just pulled me back a little bit mm-hmm. um but I was in college and and I've been leading worship now for 20 plus years I started when I was in high school, and um, worship music, especially, we we all have our our likes and dislikes with that. Yeah, we have our styles that we like. Why we don't our... we do more southern gospel? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's that's your style. You like that? Um, you probably hired the wrong guy. For that. Right. <laughs> um, but we all have have that the styles that we like and that we don't like. And and I remember in college, anytime I would walk in. And I would see a specific guitar up front in the chapel at KCU. My shoulders would slump, and I'd be like, I didn't really say it out loud, but it was like, ugh, that person's leading today. And right. I didn't like, I didn't like their style right. of, of leading worship. And and after months of this going on, one day I walked in, and I I had that feeling. But then there was something else to combat that. And it was like God just put his hand in my chest and was like, right. hey, I'll pull a, a line from Craig Brad's. Wake up. <laughs> you know, what, are, what are you doing? You're making worship about what you like and right, what right. you want and what you expect. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not about me. And I, mm-hmm. I had a lump in my throat that entire chapel. Mm-hmm. And, and I had to repent of that yep. because I was the one in the wrong. Right. You know, the person that was leading worship, right? they were leading with their whole heart 
for God right. to give him glory, to help lead others in worship to him. And right. here I was judging that, judging their motives, judging their abilities, whatever it was. And thankfully, honestly, I can't even remember who it was. And I, I personally believe that that was God just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, he was, I wasn't making, I was making right. it about me. And so he's right. kind of made me forget that aspect of right, it. Right. But I've not forgot the emotions and the feeling and the, right. the, um, just the sorrow I felt in that moment of, right. man, I've made worship about me. Mm-hmm. I've made it about what I want. And I agree with that because, uh, worship does become about us and that shouldn't be that way it is all about god and you let us in you know i'm coming back to what the heart of right, worship right and it's all about you god yes it's all about you and i love that um in that song that that you led because um you know i'm coming back to the heart of worship mm-hmm. it's about god yeah, exactly it's not about craig it's not about brandon it's not about this person or that person it is solely about God, right. worshiping God for who he is, his sovereignty, being the Lord and the Savior, being the person who loves us more than anybody in this world. It's about honoring him and glorifying him and respecting him, coming back to the heart of worship, God. Yeah. And I don't care if the person is playing a banjo, a kazoo, full band, piano, organ. I don't care how it's right. going to be. I'm coming back to you right yeah. now, and I'm giving you my heart for you. And I, and I love that because, um, I have a couple, um, there's a couple people that I personally know and you would be one of them. So don't get big headed. Uh oh, his head's getting big. Come on, <laughs> come on, get it back down. And, um, but you're one of them where you start to lead, um, worship and, um, I no longer see you right. up front. You know, you start into it and then all of a sudden you just kind of fade off in the distance. And, and I think that is a, um, I think that is an, a valuable, Asset, and I think that's something that I don't know if you've worked on that or if that's something God given. I have a friend of mine, and I hope he's listening, but his name is Mike Allen, and he's down in Kentucky. And uh, by the way, we're going to try to schedule a time to go down to Kentucky to record with Mike someday, yep. and you'll be sure to want to tune into that because this guy he knows it all. So anyway, but <laughs> anyway, when uh, he was with me um, when I was at Christ Church at Mason in Cincinnati, and um, he's one of those guys too that just stands up and starts leading in worship, and it is almost like he's blurred out, right. and right. God comes to the to the forefront, and and I think that's a, a very valuable. Um, asset mm-hmm. because a lot of times I have been to places where it's like I'm very distracted by the worship. It's a show. I'm very distracted by the the sounds and the lights and the smoke and right. the um you know the guitar players jumping up and down like he's uh you know Mick Jagger or somebody <laughs> like that and and I'm very distracted by that and sometimes I will have to close my eyes right and just to get through it and I hate that cuz I'm like I just have to get through this worship right. service. Right. What kind of worship is that? Yeah. But when you literally can stand and you can sing, I'm coming back to the heart of worship. And you can stand and you can sing, the mountains shake and, and all that. And you're, you're, you're shutting out the upfront people and you're really just focusing on God. That's right. the heart of worship. Yeah. And, um, and I love the fact that you brought, you re-brought up the, uh, fact about communion. Yeah. Communion's like one of the most important things we can do. It is. It's a very spiritual, deep connected mm-hmm. thing that we have to God. And, um, a lot of people don't take it right. Right. A lot. Yeah. But I, um, you know, the verse yesterday that I read, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but Jesus really gives what communion is about. Mm -hmm. Do this in remembrance of me. Right. For as often as you drink this or eat this bread, you're proclaiming the Lord's death until he comes. Right. And you talk about a, a, a scripture saying, here's what communion is. Here's what this is about. It's not about... A communion meditation is not about, you know, however you think it used to be or should be or what you want it to be. It is literally do this in remembrance of me. Right. As often as you eat this bread mm-hmm. and drink this cup, if you're doing it five times a day, then that's what you're doing. Yeah. You're remembering yeah. God. And one of the things that I brought up yesterday is that um, you have to be very careful when you start Mixing your likes and dislikes when it comes to communion because the Bible is very poignant when it says, you know, you you need to be eat this in a worthy manner or you'll eat and drink damnation right, to yourself. Right. And I have enough to answer for exactly. than taking communion yeah. not well. And, you know, if I could just tell you this, there's been times in my life where I have not taken communion. Right. I have one. I, I remember going a six week period where I never took communion, and people are like, "What? You never took communion?" Here's why I didn't take communion because my heart wasn't right. Right. My heart wasn't right for uh, several different reasons. For uh, I was I had some issues that I had with people. Um, 
my heart wasn't right, and you, I'm just not going to take that because um, it was just wasn't right. Right. And uh, so I, I took that verse to heart. Yeah, absolutely. And, so, and that kind of goes back to that song that you mentioned. It's one of my, we haven't sang it in quite a while, but it is one of my favorite songs just because of the simplicity of it, but just the the trueness of the the lyrics of I'm coming back to the heart of worship when it's all about you, all about you, Jesus. And then that, right. that next line is. You know, for me sometimes, for you in that moment, this is what you had to do. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it. Exactly. You have to repent. Mm-hmm. You have to, you know, you have to just get down on your knees before God and say, I am sorry for what I've made this. Because guess what? It's not about that. It's all about you. Right. And and so that's, yeah, great. Well, don't you think, um, you know, you can give me your opinion on this. Don't you think that when those of us who've been at church for a long t- time and long periods of time, we do become kind of judgmental of this is what needs to happen. This is what we need to do. Mm-hmm. This is what works the best. And, and we kind of, we jump over God. We, we right. jump over God's leading on that. And, and here's what, here's what I'm going to say is that we do this in such a way. We become like the Pharisees. That's exactly what I was going to say. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And how tragic is that? It is. And, um, you know, the worst thing in the world to do is walk into church and you already have a judgmental mind. Right. And there are people all over the United States of America, probably in other countries, who walk into their churches and they already have something in their mind. And when it doesn't happen, boom. Right. They're upset. They're sideways and they're twisted. To me, that's what Jesus is talking about. Yep. You hypocrites. Mm-hmm. Isaiah was right when he said that you fools are just out of control. Yep. And that's what I hear when she, that's, right. that's the Craig Brad's version right CBV. there. <laughs> yeah, right. CBV. Well, and, and I think to, to take a step back and you and I've talked before, we are living in a completely different time right now than oh, we ever have before. Absolutely. And, and every Sunday that we are able to come in and corporately worship together and learn together and right. take communion together right. and pray together in fellowship is a blessing. Oh, um, because, you 100%. know, I look and, and see what's happening in Calgary, Canada. Yeah, and did you see what's that? Taking, and that's, that is not that far from us. Did you see that the video that posted yesterday? No, I have not seen that. They, they came to and to, to kick them out of the church and that minister said, you know what? You may leave. Yes. And they left and yeah. he stood his ground and you know what I'm going to say? You know what? Hallelujah, praise the Amen. Lord to that guy. That guy has now become my new hero. Exactly. So I'm actually trying to I, – I actually this morning wanted to contact him and right. say, you know what? If there's anything we can do here in the state of Ohio to back you, right. let me know. And I think that was an older video. I think that was a, from a few weeks ago maybe. Oh, it was? Okay. Um, last I saw, and, and I might be wrong, so don't take this as God's truth, um, but last I saw was that they came in and barricaded all the way around their property. Oh, my. And – the last I heard, there's about 2,000 of the meeting underground right now. Really? They've got a, a meeting place that only they know about, and they have to watch over their shoulder, and, and they're still getting together and meeting. Well, I mean, you're, you're bringing all that up, um, you know, and I've said this a hundred times and I've said this, I think even on this podcast, maybe the first or second one, but, um, in March of 2020, the whole world changed Mm -hmm. and, um, the spirit of the antichrist kicked in the spirit, the antichrist is not in charge yet. And he will be one day when the, when God's people, you and me and the church is taken out and God uh, raptures us, takes us to heaven and the Holy spirit is gone. So the spirit of the antichrist is going to kick in or the antichrist. Christ will kick in. But right now, we have such a spirit of the Antichrist, and yep. it is to go against what? Christ. Mm-hmm. It's to go against the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so, you know, the world changed in uh, March of 2020. And um, and sadly, I've talked to many Christians. They don't think it changed. Right. They're thinking, well, wait till we get back to normal. Right. Well, we're, what, 14 months mm-hmm. past March 2020 when we first kicked yeah. in. What's normal now? There is no normal. And I, you know, a few weeks ago I said, we're not going back. And I really pity Christians right. who think we're going back exactly. to the way yeah. it was. Yeah. That's like saying, hey, you know what? I'm a um, 1975, 1976 big red machine Cincinnati Reds fan, and I can't wait till they come back and play again. Yeah. That's like the most ridiculous statement of all time. And so for a Christian to say, well, I can't wait for it to get back to the way it was. Right. I think you're. I think you're living in uh, la la land. Right, Actually, right. You're delusional. Yeah. Because the spirit of the Antichrist is kicking in. Because if you think about, you know, um, 
you think about all the things that are taking place today, like even um, our Speaker of the House, you know, trying to take away the the sayings of mom and dad right, and boy right. or girl or Mister or Mrs. That's the spirit of the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. That is to get you to go down a road that removes the family. Right. And if you can remove the family, a family unit, a Christian family unit, that's exactly what Satan wants. Exactly. Because that's the thing. One of the things that's stopping right. us. So yeah. And you talked about that um, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, that Satan's goal is to deceive us. Oh, 100%. and he's going to use anything and everything that he can to be able to get us off track of where oh, God wants us to be. Galatians chapter six verse seven. Now you read this from the New King James version. It says, "Do not be." deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. Exactly. And, and so we have to be on guard mm-hmm. not to be deceived by Satan, um, but making sure that we are sowing what God wants us to sow. Exactly. And 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 that's absolutely true and a great reminder for us. Well, I mean, you look at anything right now, I mean, the spirit of the Antichrist is just out of control right yeah. now because, yeah. um, I mean, think about all the things that are taking place. We have economic problems. We have racial problems. Mm-hmm. If you, if you, if you listen to the lying media and right. the lying, um, administration in the White House and the lying Congress and the lying Senate, they will, uh, pretty much tell you that, uh, if you're a Christian, you're a bigot, you're a racist, you're right. this or that, whatever. Um, so they they devise these plans to divide, and that's what Satan does. I mean, yep. the Bible yep. tells us that he's come to what to to kill, kill and to destroy, destroy and to steal. Yep. And Satan is here to mess up your life, yep. and he is using the United States of America government and White House right now to literally uh, get his plan underway. But you know, you have to always remember that God is so much bigger and stronger than anything that Satan can throw our way. Correct. And so, um, and I like the verse that, you know, you read, do not be deceived. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of Christians who are living under the lies and the deception right. of Satan right now. And, um, so that's kind of why they get irritated at me when I, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. when I, when I, you know, when I bring something up that, you know, they just literally don't like or something like that. But right. Um, but you know, if you, you think about, um, just all the things that are taking place, um, Satan wants us to, to move away from God, even as a follower of Christ. And, you know, you take that back to what we were talking about, like even tradition, the Pharisees, church, right? world's problems. He does everything he can to move me or you away from Jesus Christ and that abundant life that Jesus talks about for us. Because Jesus says, you know, these purposes to steal, to kill, and destroy, but I have come to bring you what? Life, Life. abundant life. And I believe that's John 10.10. And um, so whether it's church, whether it's my traditions, whether it's my thinking, whether it's the government, whether it's the coronavirus, whether no matter what it is, Satan is there to lead me away. And if people can get that spiritual aspect in their mind, I truly believe that you will roll differently. Right. And right. It helps me roll different. Now, you know, we, we've talked about this. If you, it, you know, I know you don't read much of the news and I, I read enough just to be dangerous right. so I can keep up to date. But if I dive too much into it, I'm worked up. It will consume you. Yeah. I'm, I'm irritated. Yeah. I just want to take a flamethrower to everything. Yep. Which I get that. Good. You get that way when you watch the weather. Oh my goodness. Can we talk about no, that? Can we sidetrack no, no, for just a second? No. Uh-uh. Okay. So we're going to do it since you brought it up. <laughs> so well, we need to come back there. Cause yeah, we wanna, will. So last, let me just take a, let me take a commercial break for the weather. Okay. Last Wednesday I get up oh, and I man. go to my truck. There were four plus inches on my truck. Yep. Okay. Four inches of snow on the, on the, on the ground. Thankfully it was all melted by the evening. The sun which came is awesome. out. And, yes. Tomorrow. It's Tuesday, six days later, 81. It's crazy. Now back to our regular program. Now back to our regular <laughs> scheduled programming. Um, no, but I think that, you know, talking about what you were just talking about, Satan, if Satan can get into the church, mm-hmm. and Satan, Satan's not worried about those out there who don't have Jesus as their Savior. No, not at because all. Because if he can get into the hearts of and into the minds of the people in the church and get us focused on things that don't really matter and get us bickering back and forth about tradition, about the way that we do this or the way that we do that or the way that Mm -hmm. looks or this looks or how Mm -hmm. this or what time that or – and if he can get us all consumed in that, 
He's got us. He's got us. He's, He's got done it. his job because we're off. Because then we've deviated right. from Matthew chapter twenty-eight, right. where Jesus tells his disciples, "What you know, go, go into, into all, all the world, world. Yep. make disciples of all nations, right. baptize them, teach them." Yep. And if we're so focused on what's taking place in this building or in our ministries, mm-hmm. and and then we're not getting the work done. Well, let me ask you this question and tell me what you think. Um, do you think that you know because we go preach, teach, baptize. But do you think we fall short on that part where Jesus says make disciples? Yes. And um and a disciple is what? It's a follower, it's a learner. It's yeah. a you're you're following God to the to the letter of the law, to the T. And um so by that what happens? We just operate on our own power and strength. Right. Well, we talked a little bit about it last week, you know, I think for far too long, and I think we're doing a better job at it now, but we're not perfect. But for far too long, our goal as Christians, our goal as ministers was to get people into the baptistry, to get them dunked, Mm -hmm. and they're good. They're saved. Right. But that's really just the beginning. That's the start. That's That's the start. That's like – that's the starting gate. Mm -hmm. That's not – you're not even over the go line. Exactly. You're at the – it's like the Monopoly game. You're Mm -hmm. setting on go. Let's roll the dice. Now we're going around the board. You're baptized. You're setting on go. Yep. That's your go point. Yeah. And most people stop on go. Right. They're, they're done. They think, I have attained it. Exactly. So, um, in thinking about discipleship, what is the, uh, what do you think is the, the best thing to do for that though? I mean, as a church or as a, as a person or as an individual, um, discipling, what, what does that mean for, like, for somebody listening to this podcast right now, while they're driving or they're in their house or whatever, how would we tell them personally to – here's how you would – a disciple, what you should do. Well, a couple of things. N- number one, for me, the most important thing for us to realize, and and I think that there are a lot of Christ followers who have this mindset of it's not my job. Right. It's Craig Brad's job. It's right. Brandon Chenault's job right. because we are that, – that's what we get paid to do, All right. which is not true. As a disciple of Jesus, our job is to what? Create more disciples. Right. To train them, to train more disciples. And so the number one thing, of the most important thing, I believe, is for me to realize that it's not just the job of a minister to make disciples. Mm-hmm. It is a disciple's job to make a disciple. And if you, when, while you're making disciples, you're making other disciples, and they're making disciples. Exactly. Right. And, and it's, it's just that – it's that um, process. Right. The – the other thing for me that I've come to realize, and you know, you, you, I've learned this through myself, but I've also learned it by watching other people. Mm-hmm. God has given me a set of passions. Right. God has given me a set of skills. Mm-hmm. God has given me my likes and my dislikes. Same for you. Mm-hmm. Same for every single person right. listening to this podcast. And there are going to be some people that I'm just not going to be able to relate to. Right. And that's okay. Yeah. Because there's somebody out there who's going to be able to relate to them. Exactly. One of the, the neatest things in, and once you embrace this, that's when you can really do God's work. Right. One of the neatest things for me has been when I've been able to take my love and my passion for hunting and, and be able to talk with other men who like that as well mm-hmm. and be able to incorporate the gospel into mm-hmm. that. And and it all, honestly, it begins by showing them. Mm-hmm. It begins by living my life in a way where it's like, wow, Brandon's a little bit different. I mean, I get that a lot. I would agree. I get that a lot. Oh, oh okay, yeah, I know. <laughs> but okay. in that aspect, yeah. it's like, what? Why does? Why didn't he get all worked up over that? Right. Why does right. he? Why did he do that? Right. Why did he say that? And then it builds a relationship. And then, and that's the other thing. The, the other thing. It's it's all about a relationship. Right. You can't. You can't affect somebody with the gospel of Jesus Christ normally right. unless you have a relationship with them. Exactly. And when you can de- develop that relationship and you can get to know them better, then you can pour into their life and they're going to trust you. Mm-hmm. And and that's when that's when the rubber really hits the road. I agree with that. And uh, one of the other things that I've had people ask me um, just over the years and even since I've been here, um, you know, discipleship. You know, how do I make a disciple? And um, I think one of the things that I've learned early on is that, you know, it starts in your house. Right. It starts in your, mm-hmm. as a mom and a dad with your children. Yes. I mean, that's the first 
part of disciple making is right there with your babies. Yes. Um, whether you have one child or you have, you know, 10 mm-hmm. children, it starts right there with them and you teach them and you show them what it's all about. And you, you, you tell them about God and his love and what he's done for them. And you start making those young people into disciples of Jesus right. Christ. So first and foremost, that that's what you have, because I think a lot of times we get, um, I mean, I, I, I'm not saying that Christian parents don't do that. I'm just saying, I don't know how much time they actually do that. Right. Because we get caught up in school studies, sports, running here and there, doing this, Parents come home tired, mm-hmm. wore out, mm-hmm. got to cook dinner, got to do that, and then the next day starts all over yeah. again. But legitimately, the most important disciple-making is in your own household. And that comes down to a one word that we've talked about over and over and over again, being intentional. Exactly. And it comes down to intentionality. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's having, you know, none of us who are parents like to have those tough conversations. But right now in this day and age, we have to. Mm-hmm. It's having those conversations. We paused a TV show two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, that we were watching with our kids, and our kids are nine, seven, and four. Four-year-old didn't get what we were talking about, um, but the nine and the seven did, mm-hmm. and we just, in their terms, we broke it down and said, hey, this just happened on this TV show. We don't believe that that is right. Right. We don't believe that that is right because God's Word, the Bible— says that it's not right. Right. And we broke that down. Do you have any questions? Mm-hmm. And I don't get that right all the time, but I think as Christian right. parents, we have to stand up and, and we have to say, listen, we've got to stand on God's truth. We talked right. about that a couple weeks ago. Right, right. Where's our source of truth? We have to right. stand firm on the foundation that God has given us right. in his Bible, in his truth. Right. And we have to teach that to our kids yep. because the world is teaching them something 180 degrees opposite of that. The very exact opposite. That's the whole, that's the spirit of the Antichrist yes, we've been talking exactly. about. Exactly. I agree with that. My, uh, when my kids were growing up, my, I have a son, his name is Dustin, and my daughter is, uh, uh, Janae. We, her first name's Talia. And, um, when, you know, and back in the day that one of the movies that came out was like The Land Before Time. I don't know if you remember that movie. Yeah, I love that movie. And, yeah, and most kids <laughs> loved it at that time. But, um, you know, it started off, you know, 65 billion years oh, ago, yes. you know, and all that. And Anita was really good. She'd be like, you know, that's not right. You know, that's not right. You know that God's word doesn't say that. So she would do the same thing or we would watch something and, you know, and she was always really good about, you know, hey, this is what God mm-hmm. actually right. says. Right. And, and, I like your Anita voice, by the way. Did you like that? Yeah. I don't know if she will, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, the, the thing that I, I think that we forget is that and, and the word is you've already said it. We've said it a lot. Intentional. Mm-hmm. Be ready to take a stand, or be ready to direct, or be ready to steer. Right. And you know, sometimes discipleship is you know a direct approach. Right. Sometimes discipleship is what? It's just a a steering in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um discipleship is learner, it's growing, it's maturing, it's uh, being that person that God has called you to be. Right. And so if I am not doing that in my personal life, how am I going to do that with somebody else? Exactly. And so it's so important that I yeah. that I'm doing that. And, you know, and and like you've already mentioned earlier, we're not perfect. Right. I am not perfect at all, and I'm probably the most imperfect person on the face of the planet. But, um, you know, that doesn't stop me from making disciples. Right. Exactly. And I don't get caught up because I've heard people say, "Well, you know, when I get to this point, or if I quit doing this, then I'll." I'll, I'll. No. Right. It, no. If if you if you are a follower of Christ, mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. Go for it. I mean, the disciples, the literal twelve disciples of Jesus Christ. Oh man. I mean, if that's a rogue they group, were a mess. that's. A, yeah, I mean, I read those guys and I'm like, wow, I feel pretty good about myself, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, goodness. But yeah, this is good stuff. It's very good stuff. And, and it's, you know, I, I think it's it's something that a lot of people question. Right. You know, how do I? What does that look like? And And I think that there's no cookie cutter method for it. No. It's none. going to look different for you. Mm-hmm. And that's where you have to take, like I said, you've got to take what God has given you. Yep. You know, some people may be great at, at, with words. Right. 
Um, Some people may not. They may be quiet and reserved. Right. But it's still about building those relationships and pouring into somebody and right. and just being genuine. Well, that's one reason I like the um, – here at RCC, we have uh, – we call them discipleship groups or D groups. Right. And you've already mentioned you know, you're building a relationship and getting with a group of people. And I think that's the more intimate setting of you know, you're taking a passage or you're, t- you're studying scripture of what you, right. you know, have to do and what you have to be. Because, hey, let's admit it. This, it's tough right now. Yeah. It's tough everywhere. It's tough work. It's tough at church. It's tough on the road. It's tough politically. Mm-hmm. We live in a climate that's just tough. And so we need each other. And a part of needing each other is discipling each other and encouraging each other and being with each other and praying for each other. So yeah, I mean, it's, that's like one of, this is the most important thing that we're ever going to do. Right. So, right. Um, Jesus, but man, he, he hit it head on, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. And, and I think to, to realize and remember, Kind of how you closed the message out yesterday, you know, we always have to be teachable. We right. have to realize that we've never arrived. We have not arrived. Right. And I'm not going to arrive. I'm, right. I'm going to have sin in my life. Right. And, and Mother Teresa, you quoted her and, and she I said, I love her. Right. I love her. She said, you must always remain teachable in your life. If you are teachable, God will always help you. If you are not, not even God can help you. Here's this tiny little woman who weighs, what, maybe 65, right. 80 pounds, and she does all this great work. But, man, sometimes her quotes are some of the most in-your-face mm-hmm. quotes that you would ever see. I love her. Yeah. I love her. I bet she could punch, uh, pack a punch, man. I bet she could. I bet she wouldn't let you get away with much. No. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> <laughs> this is good stuff. It is good stuff. Good job today. This is how, what are we into right now? Oh, about fifty minutes. Are we really? Yeah. Awesome. Doesn't seem like it. Maybe for those listening, kind of. Yeah, they're like, like, are these like, guys ever when, going to be quiet? When are we shutting this thing down? Right? I got some places to go and people to see. Well, that's a great thing about a podcast. You can pause it and come back to it. Well, later. that's true. You... I've been listening to some podcasts. Um, I have too. I won't tell you who, but I have been. Okay. <laughs> I've been listening to some uh, some hunting stuff too. Oh, nice. Um, I've listened to some. I haven't recently, but listen to some John Piper. That's always good stuff, but he makes my head hurt. Yeah, he makes my head hurt, too. My ears start bleeding and everything yeah. else. So. Yeah, turkey season's in, yeah. so I've been listening to some people talk about turkey hunting. Well, I was listening to Phil Robertson, too. Yes. He's got – he's pretty uh, He's pretty poignant. He's yes. pretty right on the nose and kind of tells it like it is. And um, I listened to um, – who was it that I listened to the other day? I, I can't remember who it was. I thought they were really good, and um, I don't know if they were a Christian – Man, they were right on the money. Yeah, and um, man, the things that they said, and you know, even politically or whatever, they were they were super right on the money. And then you know, then there's some other people. Um, I've you know, I've heard other people too. You know, that I probably shouldn't mention, but yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, one. <laughs> yes, that's all right. I'm trying to to pull this up. Um, maybe I should have looked up his wife because. Willie's got way too many things. You mentioned Phil Robinson. Right. Or Robertson. Um, and I saw a post that somebody posted on Facebook, and um, Corey, his wife, um, had posted a birthday shout-out to him. Oh. And um, he – and I can't find it, so not a big deal. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the cliff-noted version. Okay. Um, but she had a cake made for his birthday. He just turned 49 this last year in his 40s. Okay. And um, this cake, so they've got, you know, Duck Dynasty. They're pretty big, and they've got action figures and everything. And she was like, the Willie Robertson action figure came in really handy because his cake was him baptizing somebody. Oh, my. And she said, you know, she did that as his cake because that's his goal in life is to live out Matthew 28. Oh, my. I was like, how great is that? You know, yes, here's a public figure, and you see him on TV shows, and oh, they yeah. laugh, and they're shooting guns and ducks and, and this and that, and they're just goofballs. But, you know, to know that that is his ultimate goal oh, yeah. in life, and that's that's what all of our goals should be, to live out Matthew chapter 28. And it's but, not, is it? No. It's not. I mean, if we could poll the Christian community right mm-hmm. now, I bet we would find, hey, what's your ultimate goal? If we polled a thousand people and we got a handful of people back would be like to make disciples to you know lead people to jesus christ i would right. be totally shocked yeah. right now yeah um you know and if you've heard me speak you know this i have been shocked sometimes mortified 
at the Christian community and how they have responded right. to COVID-19 and all these mandates that have come down. It, it just really shows me a lack of faith and a lack in the in, in God's word and his promises. And right. So that's really cool when yeah. you uh, say that, you know, they got put it on his birthday cake. That is yeah. awesome. I mean, that shows you that's who he is. Exactly. And um, that's that's cool to know. Yeah. Boy. Kind of makes me feel bad because yeah. I just asked for German chocolate on my right. Number. Exactly. That's not on the caveman diet, is it? German chocolate. I don't think it's on the caveman diet, but we'll also before your next birthday, we'll have to work on getting the Craig Brad's action figure. Oh, would you? Yeah, that'd be great. Oh my gosh, if you could do that, that would be awesome. We do need bobbleheads. We need some bobbleheads made of you and I. I think that would be funny. Yeah, I would love to see my bobblehead. I wonder what that would actually look well, like. I'd probably be wearing a Cincinnati red shirt. Red, mm-hmm. Yeah, Cincinnati red shirt. I kind of like the action figure though. The action figure. You know, because my grandson showed me the other day. He has the Buzz Buzz Lightyear action figure. It's huge, and where the wings kick up and you know the hands karate mm-hmm. chops and all that. He has these sayings. How cool would it be if I have an action figure where my hands pop up and you know it does all my sayings? It's like wake up, you know. Things That's like, what I was going <laughs> to say. You got to put a voice box in it. So. <laughs> yeah, <right>. um, <laughs> <laughs> did you like the text I sent you the other day of my daughter? Yeah, I did. That was great. His, he sent me a text yesterday. He was at the church, and his daughter was standing behind the podium that I speak behind, and she said – She banged on it. She banged on it, and she said, my name is Craig Brads. It's time to wake up. <laughs> and she said, and quit watching the news. <laughs> yeah, she did. I showed that to Anita, and he was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and that, that's just – you know, she did that, and I'm dying, but it, at the same time, it's like – you know, my kids set through first service. Yeah. And she's nine. And it's like they're listening. That's awesome. They're they're not just coloring on pages. They're listening. She did that with such authority. I'm, I was thinking about maybe she should speak Sunday. Ah, she wouldn't get up there. No, Christian would. Oh, man. It's hard to tell. He'd talk about chicken wings. Hey, wait, he would go on the caveman diet with you. Well, when you see him, would you tell him this morning my Walmart pickup? This is what I got. I got an eight-pound bag <laughs> of frozen chicken wings. Oh, he's going to be wanting to come over for dinner. Well, he can come over, man, because I got them because, um, I mean, these look like good chicken wings too, man. I mean, they are thick. They look good. I can't wait to eat them. Yeah. I'm, Maybe I'm, he should go on the caveman diet he with me. Would, he would thrive on that. <laughs> I bet he would. I'm going to send him your way. Especially he's like when a he carnivore becomes, anyway, man. I mean, I've looked at him and he's got bones hanging out of his mouth and flesh coming well, out. He, what was it? A couple a couple months ago, he we had to take him to the dentist and he had a, a cavity he needed filled. And he got that cavity filled, and we'd put in an order for Buffalo Wild Wings, and him and I picked it up on the way. And an hour and a half after he got this cavity filled, he ate 11 chicken wings. Oh, my goodness. 11. That stuffed me. And he's seven. Where does he put it? I have no idea. <laughs> I have not a clue. Well, that's good stuff, though. I mean, I love those chicken wings. Yeah. You can't you cannot beat that. Yeah. So. Just an update, uh, the Blackstone. Oh, here we go. It's phenomenal. You've been cooking on it a lot. So yeah, we've cooked a lot. We've done breakfast. I did French toast and pancakes and really French bacon. toast. Yeah, the, it was really good. I don't think that's on the caveman diet. It's probably not on the caveman. But I bet diet. you could. I bet you could scramble some good eggs on there. I haven't done scrambled eggs, but it makes good over easies. Does it? Yeah, really good. We've done burgers. Last night I tried a concoction. I had mini penne pasta, so we boiled that on the stove. <laughs> I cooked up some burger. I used some famous Dave's steak and burger seasoning with that. I cooked up. It some, is lunchtime, uh, you know. So I know, right? Keep talking. I cooked up some uh, mixed vegetables. Mixed that in with the burger. I mixed the the pasta in with the burger, and then I. This is where it gets good. I took a whole block of Velveeta cheese. A block. A block. Like that whole long block. Uh huh. Yeah, the big one. Wow. Um, actually, That's a lot I used of cheese. I used the Great Value brand, but anyways, okay. I used a whole block of it and cut it into slices and put it on top. Can I ask a question? And melted it. Is that like real cheese or what is that? I don't think so. Okay, just I don't want to know. Okay. <laughs> we'll just, yeah, just. I don't That's probably know. like goat fat and everything it's else. Something. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. It's something. Yeah. But anyways, mixed all that together and I put the hood down and let it melt. And it was kind of like your own hamburger helper. It was glorious. <laughs> Good I would offer you some, but it's not on yeah. the caveman diet. Why I am cleaning out my arteries, Brandon is clogging his. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. We'll keep that up. But uh, yeah, that's not – I don't think Velveeta cheese is on the caveman diet. I don't even think Velveeta cheese is cheese. <laughs> yeah, 100%. But you know what? That stuff's darn good though. It is good. It is really good. I watched uh, a neat – we've been watching on the History Channel, the, the Food That Built America. 
Okay. And they talked about cheese and they talked about craft and, and how that he got his start and all of his struggles. That's some neat stuff on, yeah, it is. on all of that because it was just a different world back then. Oh. There was no refrigeration and free, you Think know, about no that. freezers and Think about that. meats spoiled super quick. And oh. It was it was gross. I bet people got sick back then, man. Yeah, but, yeah I bet they pressed the the envelope on that one. Yeah, people have told me that I was born a little too late because I, you know, I like to hunt and fish and yeah. all of that stuff. And they said you could you could have survived, but man, watching that is like, uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, I was um um last couple of weeks. I've kind of told you I've been reading some verses and mm-hmm. you know kind of what you know they speak to me and and I actually landed on this on actually Saturday morning and I was actually looking for something else. Okay, and so I ran across this and so I. Read it a couple times Saturday, and then yesterday afternoon I was kind of off by myself in the afternoon, and I read this a couple times. Just start thinking about this, and so you know I always have a go-to verse that I go to, and right. for it, and sometimes it's a couple days, sometimes it's five or six days, sometimes it's a week or more. But I, I ended up landing on James chapter one, and you probably know what I'm going to read to you, and it's verses two through eight. So um, it says, uh, here's what it says: It says, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, considered an opportunity for great joy. Mm. How much do you don't like that verse? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Mm. Verse three, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you he will not rebuke you for asking and some versions say he will give it to you generously but when you ask him this is the important part be sure that your faith is in God alone wow think about that yeah do not waver for a person with a divided loyalty is unsettled as the wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not accept to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything that they do. Wow. We could set for three podcasts and yeah, talk about that break verse. That down. And, and you know, I was thinking about that, and here's what really hit me. Most times when I'm looking at this, I'm like, oh, I need to tell this because people need to hear this. But I'm going to tell you what hit me really hard. He says this. When you ask for wisdom, you know, ask God and he'll give it generously to you and he will not rebuke you for asking. But listen to this part. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Right. And do not waver. Think about that statement. It's not like my faith is in God and it's in politics. My faith is in God and the next stimulus. Right. My faith is in God and what they're saying on the news. No, it is in faith in God alone. So you ask for wisdom, yeah. and I'm going to get that. So literally, I'm breaking that down for myself right now because that, yeah. for some reason, you know how we've talked, you can read a verse, and then you reread it, mm-hmm. and it comes back to you differently this time? Yeah. For some reason, that verse, it hit me differently this time. Mm. And, I, and I've been praying, Lord, what are, you, what, are you, what are you trying to tell me here? What are you trying to show me in this? So yeah. I love that verse. That's good stuff. Yeah. Very good stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, you have anything else? Any parting shots before we? Parting shots? Yeah, any parting shots? Bang, bang. No, I don't really have anything. Okay. <laughs> um, I think we probably should um, um, tell everybody that right now the plans that we're going to have a special guest next week. We are. Yep. And, um, you know, he's in much demand, and so we're going to love having him here. It's going to be good. It's going to be really good. The uh, Let's talk real quick before we close out. Um, you and I talked about this the other day, the Container Project. Yes. Um, so we've got a, a few people um, who are just super passionate about Honduras and the, the ministry that's taking place there. And um, and John Hughes, who's one of our elders, has stepped up and said, you know, let's create this, this container project. And they're turning it into a restaurant, mm-hmm. and it's going to serve as a source of, of income for them there, but also a teaching tool right. as well. Um, and so they're, they're going to be packing meals. Um, we've done the, the meal packing before mm-hmm. with Lifeline where you pack, um, a meal and, and it's, it's rice and other nutrients and vegetables right, right. and everything together. And, and that gets shipped, um, to different places. But Saturday, they're going to be doing a meal packing and it's going to specifically go into the container. And as it's shipped, hopefully next month, um, that will go with them to, to, to Honduras. Yeah. And um, so, but I, I just think it's neat too of just the work that's going into the oh, yeah. container and 
to take something that's just a shipping container. It's something you see for us here, right. you know, as right. you know, maybe you drive to Marion and you see these trains go right. by and it, it's on the back of these, these trains, but it's going to be turned into something that they can actually use right. as a source of income, as a source of teaching and, mm-hmm. and just to help better, better those girls' lives down there. Well, I know well. John has a, uh, such a passion for, for that, uh, mm-hmm. for Honduras. And I know he has gone over there, yep. um, throughout, you know, the year and he helps them do certain things. Mm-hmm. And so he's very well acclimated to that, to that culture and yep. to, to what they need. And so I know he knows probably better than anybody what they need. And it is amazing when they, when we first started talking about that, what was that about a year ago yeah. about doing the shipping yep. container? Um, what I found out was, um, really strange is that I started noticing shipping containers going down the highway. Right. I never paid attention before. And, um, but I was like, oh, there's a shipping container. Right. And, um, so I just thought that was a really good mission, a really good work to, you know, help the people, Mm -hmm. um, in that area and specifically that area that they, they go to to help. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think with that too is, um, if you are around the area and you want to help, they've still got some work days left and tonight. Um, tonight, Thursday, Thursday, and some and Saturdays. Saturday is the meal packing. The Saturday is the meal packing. Yes, and that's from like ten to two in the RCC gym. And um, and so if you would like to, you can make it. Yeah, I started coughing. I didn't. I got man. all choked up. You were choking me up, man. I, it happens. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but if you were able to help out with that, um, but they also, you know, John talked yesterday about just the the financial obligation to that. The budget was right around fifty thousand dollars right. or a little more, and I think they're about ten thousand dollars away from that goal. That's right awesome, now. Though, really. So, if you think about it, God has definitely worked there, um, and so that's mm-hmm. that's good. It's going to be a great thing. Going to yeah. be an awesome ministry. And then also. Saturday, May 1st, is the Walk for Life. The Walk for Life. And there's a lot of stuff going on right now. It's like everything's just opening up all of a sudden. And I think that's great because um, our our family's going to walk and um, just supporting the Pregnancy Resource, New Path Pregnancy Resource Center, Um, not just here in Richwood, but, you know, there's the main one is out of Marysville, but there's one in Bell Fountain now, and I think one more somewhere else, but I can't remember. Where are you walking? Uh, We're going to walk here in Richwood. In Richwood, okay. So they're actually going to be walking in the different cities, uh, places where these centers are. Gotcha. Um, So we're going to walk here in Richwood. Awesome. So hopefully the weather's good. Should be. Yeah. Got your walking shoes? I do. These shoes are made for walking. All right. Nancy Sinatra. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks again, everybody, for listening in. Uh, We won't take up any more of your time, but whether you're driving to or from work or you're um, mowing the yard and listening to us through your headphones or you're just uh, trying to find some quiet time away from the kids um, or something else, um, we just want to say thanks so much for listening to Grounded and um, in everything that you do. Our prayer for you is that you'll stay grounded in your faith in Jesus Christ, and that will be um, your number one priority is being grounded in that and taking his truth and his light into the world. You guys have a very awesome week, and um, thank you guys for joining us. And once again, if you're listening from the great state of New York, would you please uh, email us and let us know? We'd love to hear from you. That's Christ at gmail.com. And um, hey, you guys have a great week.